0: What's up, Buttercups? It's Nate with another episode of Taco Court Fantasy Football League Podcast. It's a week two recap edition, covered the injuries in week two of the NFL 2020 season, COVID-19 not having an impact like knees, ankles, back, shoulders, twisted, other things, ribs, chests. Everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt. Covered all the injuries. Covered some of the teams that were impacted by the injuries. We went over the week two matchups, all the wins and losses, some quotes from the, the league, some trigger moments whatsoever. And speaking of triggered, there is a rant in here. And it is a heavy rant and something I, if you follow me on Twitter at Naderade, naterade a d e five three zero, 0 the number 530 in numbers naderate 530 on twitter you have seen my spiel my quote tweet of this individual but it is there also you can follow me at naderate 530 on all social media platforms don't add me on facebook unless you already have me on facebook you can add me it's fine i won't know who you are but hey i listen to the podcast and no one's gonna do that because the only people that listen to this shit are me 10 times probably tony patriot and like my parents and my sister so Either way, that's that. There's a fucking rant in there, and I'm heated over it, and I just got done recording it, so I'm going to get off here. Hope you guys enjoy. Let me know what you think in the comments. Add a review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're at. Give it a rating if you like. Uh, Consider subscribing and sharing it with your friends. Let them know what's going on over here. Uh, Also, check out Taco Corp. Nope, not Taco Corp. That is what you're listening to right now. There's too many podcasts to plug. Check out Champions Dynasty League Podcast. We were week two of the initial startup of a dynasty where we took four leagues and combined them with the top three teams, created a 12-team dynasty to see who's the best manager out of all of the leagues. Took top three teams over time. Also check out Tony's podcast, 58 West King. Podcast available on all platforms as well. Just hit 50-something episodes. There are 50 episodes. Should be at 51, somewhere around there now. But congrats to Tony hitting 50 episodes again. Hope you enjoy. I'm out. Bye! NFL season is behind us for this 2020 COVID-19 season, and everybody's hurt. Everybody's hurt. Done, 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 done. Was your team affected by injuries? If it is a no, you are blessed. Go buy a lottery ticket. Put it all on black. Whatever you got to do, you are fortunate. Injury update for the NFL. We have Christian McCaffrey expected to miss four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. He said he's coming back before that. Who knows? The guy seems to be a warrior. He may be back. Number one, number two, overall pick consensus in fantasy football for 2020. His homeboy sitting there, number one, number two consensus, Saquon Barkley. Out of the Penn State University, Pennsylvania. Out for the season. His knee is gone. Saquon, knee, gone. Next, Cortland Sutton may need season-ending knee injury surgery. And he is done for the rest of the season. Cortland Sutton, number one wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. Selected. Somewhere around the third, fourth round consensus in all of fantasy football. Dunzo. What does that do to Drew Locke? Who knows? He's out for a couple weeks, too. He got injured during the game. That was complete horse shit because once he got injured, I bet the Steelers plus or minus eight and a half. And no. Jeff Driscoll led the Broncos to cover that. And it sucked. Fucking Jeff Driscoll, terrible. Also, Paris Campbell for the Indianapolis Colts, ruled out for the rest of the season indefinitely. We can say rest of the season indefinitely. It's pretty much the same shit. We don't know if he's ever coming back, probably not coming back, not planning on it. Rashad Perriman, he's considered week to week. Raheem Mostert, unlikely to play this week. Coming up week three. That really sucked, and we'll get into that later on in my matchup with Trey. Binked the 20-pointer off the bat, 80 yards rushing, touchdown. Everything looks good. Raheem Mostert's going to take me to the house, give me a dub over Trey, cover the 18-point spread. Nope. 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 Tevin Coleman also could miss a couple weeks. He's the backup in San Francisco. All the backs are broken. All the backs are broken. Who else is broke on the Niners? Jimmy Garoppolo, he's done. Week to week, Jimmy Garoppolo, week to week. He's probably not going to play this week. Niners filed suit, grievance, whatever you want to call it, complaint to MetLife Stadium in the NFL because the surface was too slippery, they say. Everybody got hurt on the Niners. Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, Nick Bosa, another D lineman, Studs, Jimmy Garoppolo and his hair. He'll have more time for porn star dates. But what if he's broke? How does that work? He's probably good enough just to lay there, but damn it. Damn it. Kaepernick. (laughs) Kaepernick. (laughs) Oh, Sterling Shepard. He's going to miss a couple of games too. All these guys play. All these guys are dependent on. Michael Thomas is already done for a long time. Debo Samuel, he's done for a while. Everybody's done for a while. The Dolph Jags backfield that was supposed to play after Fournette got canceled in Jacksonville they're all gone holy crap injuries everywhere injuries everywhere let's see how it turned out for week two of taco court fantasy football league we'll go through the matchups we do have some breaking news though breaking breaking news breaking news we have a team name change in taco court fantasy football league this doesn't happen every day folks I believe everybody's had their names from inception. It's all been the same names, but we have a team name change in 2020. In 2020, Channel 4 News team owned by Tony Patriot has changed their name. Wait for it. Wait for it. His team name is Tony Patriot. It took us one episode. What episode to change, Tony, to be a Patriot with his American flag helmet? We're happy Tony's come to the dark side. Let's get into Tony's matchup. He had a rough one here. He's a Saquon owner, Saquon Barkley owner. He also has George Kittle. Guess who else he has? Cam Akers. All these people on his team. He had his... uh. Latavius Murray he had to play. He didn't play Josh Kelly, but that's okay. But he had, he had a bad go around. He lost to uh, the the Samurai himself Glenn Molinay, Baby Ruth, 141 to 84. A 60 burger nearly. 57 points of smash. 57 points of smash Glenn with the Matt Ryan Nick Chubb we talked about this on the last episode what can happen here Joe Mixon Cooper Cup Amari Cooper Mark Ingram all double digits his bench went off too Hayden Hurst on the bench Antonio Gibson on the bench man Glenn got a win good job Glenn you're now in eighth place one and one, eighth place right there, buddy. Tony Patriot, your name's cool. Team sucks. We'll see where Tony does on the waiver wire here. Week two, week two going into week three. Next matchup, we got the class of the league that we've identified him as Clint and Brandon Beisner. So password is Taco versus Too Hot to Handle. Password is Taco. Clint dropped 169 to 113 on Brandon. Just a mollywop. He's got the best quarterback in football, Russell Wilson. Guy who I would want if I were a GM and we were starting over today, fantasy draft like style to put together a football team to compete in the NFL. Number one pick, Russell Wilson, without a doubt. Pat Mahomes might be good. I don't know if he's good in every system. Russ Wilson would fit anywhere in the NFL. He is the LeBron James of football. Put it on the board. Yeah. He also had Tyreek Hill. Stephon Diggs went off for a 30-burger. C.D. Lamb. Josh Jacobs got contained for 13 and a half points. Larry Fitz. ooh, And two out to handle. His team wasn't that bad, but he's over here playing Gronk. He's got Marlon Mack that he lost. That kind of stinks. But Gronk putting up a double zero, double zero zero dot 0 for the Gronk skis. Calvin Ridley put up 31. Aaron Rodgers a couple 20, something like that. But nothing too big. Clint put up double digits pretty much everywhere and was close to it everywhere else too. So bang, smash. Now we'll get into everybody's favorite person. Josh Peterson. Last episode, we talked about how bad Josh Peterson is at fantasy football, and it continues to show he is in 12th place, last place of the league. He's got a Chewbacca emblem next to his name in the league scoreboard standings. He went up against pocket dogs, James Michael. James sat there and dropped 176 to Josh's 137. Woo! Imagine taking Lamar Jackson in fantasy football. Cool. You got a good 20 points. Wait three rounds and get a Dak Prescott. Puts up 42 burger. Woo. Smoking. What's that from? That's from The Mask, right? Jim Carrey, The Mask. I don't remember a lot other than smoking. Maybe that's, that's not even Svencher. That's definitely The Mask. Uh, Josh is over here starting Carlos Hyde and stuff like that. He doesn't have Debo. He's on the IR. He's got Kelsey, Lamar, Kamara. But then he's stuck over here with Carlos Hyde, Emmanuel Sanders. Dumped the bed. Carry on Johnson. Jeez Louise. AP. You see AP out there running? He went off He went off on an outside zone to the right, and he didn't get touched for like 15 yards. Adrian Peterson, it was so slow. It was like six seconds before the guy got touched. That's how much room he had. And then he's also starting Danny Amendola. I mean, look, talk about upside. You're going to gonna play two players from the fucking the Lions. <clears throat> oh, but his Keelan Cole senior pick worked out well on his bench for 17.8 points. Didn't play and wouldn't have mattered. James over here with the Dak, the Clyde, the glide, Chris Carson, D hop, Tyler hop, Tyler Lockett. We did talk about how you might want to have the best, you know, the one, two of that team. If you're going to go up against uh, or stacking teammates and stuff like that, you want the best player at both, both positions. Um, luckily they were in kind of a shootout with new England and Russ don't stop. Don't stop till they drop. Uh, speaking of stop till you drop, there's a television show called shop till you drop. It used to be uh, like a Mark Summers show or something like that back in the nineties or something like that. I used to watch it a lot. <clears throat> um, Oh, no, not shop to your job. That's a different one. It, it played at the same time, but Supermarket Sweep's coming back. Not a sponsor. Supermarket Sweep, if you want a sponsor, let us know. Talking Corp fantasy football league podcast. Hit the commissioner's office at Natorade530 on Twitter. Anyways, James 1 and 1. Oh, man. Here we go. Battle of two sucks. We got Chad Ryan against Wayne Henry. Chad came out with a victory 151 to 134 for the Scrote squad. Henry, Wayne Henry's out here starting Carson Wentz, Eagles quarterbacks, and stuff like that. Woo, that's a rough one. I don't I don't know, like, do, you, do we quit on Carson Wentz? Do we just say he's not rosterable anymore? Like, the guy's just under pressure. He can't make decisions well. I mean, this was the Rams. It's not like their defense is super, super stacked. But, um, yeah, maybe the Eagles just have everything going against them injury bug-wise um uh, Allen robinson was in a great spot against the Giants only they got a six burger, Zach Ertz with a nine burger, alan Lazard he's having to play. He's also down Chris Godwin, James Crowder. Um we're going to address this shit on these rosters. Um talked about it the IR spots we have four total. 3 of them are for COVID designations only so they have to be on the reserve COVID-19 list but in the commissioner's office like the real NFL commissioner's office, not my office. Um but both of these teams got two players in their IRs. They played against each other, so I'm not too worried about it. But fix that shit. It's gonna be in the Facebook group. I'll send out texts and stuff like that. One for regular injuries only, three of them are one for regular injuries, three for COVID nineteen. All four can be used for COVID nineteen just to rehash. Um yep. But Chad's out here, he's he had you know, Mahomes, uh, Chad took a big hit, though. He's uh Christian McCaffrey owner, so that's l- not looking good for the next few weeks. Uh, not really a handcuff situation right there. He's got Tariq Cohen as his other running back. He's got AP there um, as his other running back, but not near too confident in. But he's going to have to fill a running back slot there somewhere and then fill a flex to, to get past that. Uh, the next one is a rematch of our... Championship game from last year. We had the murder boners Octavio Valdez against three penis wine Nick Oliveris. We Mm. recounted back to Octavio's Get to Know You episode inside Octavio Valdez, episode six, nine, one of those types somewhere around there. Octavio, go find that one. Uh, But Octavio was very expressive about the fact that he quotes, I fucking hate. Nick, fucking hate that guy. Never met him. Oh, end quote, sorry. Well, he's never met the guy, but he hates him because they always have some type of battle sitting there. Octavio came out with a victory to avenge his championship loss, 119 to 109. Uh, I believe this was a rough one for the Nick. He's a James Conner owner. I don't, did Nick just not start a second running back? That's what it looks like looks like there's an empty spot on his in his running back area. Maybe he was busy. He had something going on or something like that. Didn't see the news, whatever it may be. I think he probably had James White sitting in there as his running back with the Connor questionable. And then James White wasn't starting, tried to move him out, but didn't have anywhere to move without dropping James White and probably didn't want to do that, so he just took the L. That's what I'm assuming with James White being a – that was a Monday night game. Was that it? Was it Monday night, last night? Yep, I think it was one of those, Monday, Sunday night. But it was the late game. I don't know. It was one of the late games. So he probably had him in his roster, couldn't drop anybody to fill in the spot. Um, so he got kind of screwed and hosed there. But um, And he also started five wide receivers. So his two flex spots were housed by wide receivers, and he had nowhere to move at the time because he had DK Metcalf playing there in – the flex as well but he lost and that's all that matters Octavio got his revenge and Octavio reached out to the commissioner's office with a quote tell Nick it was a good matchup but he just came up a little bit short bang bang Octavio 2-0 in first place in the league well he's in second place by points behind Clint but he's up there. And Nick won and one for the season. Now to the marquee matchup of the week. We have the Vinegar Strokes owned by Nate Molinae, who you are blessed by hearing his voice right now against Trey Schillister. I fucking hate this guy. I can't avoid Trey. He is my arch nemesis now. We both have sports knowledge egos. But this one sucked. I start off the day sitting here. So I lost. We'll just get the points out of the way. Let's get that done with. 145 to 130. I came out and I predicted that I would beat him by more than he beat me in the other league that we talked about. If you want to understand that, go to the preview episode for week two of 2020. The episode right before this one, right before this one that you should have already listened to. But if you haven't, go listen to it. Peep what I said. And cough. Trey beats me by 15. I said I would cover more points than he beat me, which he beat me by 17. I said I would beat him by 18. The day started off well. Raheem Mostert breaks 80 yards for a touchdown. He's sitting around 20 points on the day already, and we haven't even got to lunchtime. Not even to lunchtime. It may be lunchtime because it was like one something. But if you're eating a late lunch because you woke up a little bit late because it's a Sunday and you want to sleep in, sleep in, get your Jesus on for a little bit, then hit the football, you might be eating lunch in a little bit, right? Get a late dinner for that late primetime game if you're on the East Coast because East Coast fucking sucks for watching sports. It is the worst time zone. I don't get why anybody likes it. I hate it because normal people work in the mornings. But Rehean Mostert breaks that one. I'm pumped. I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. I'm going to fucking smash Trey. But here's a a little tidbit of the conversation that happened before. So Trey was hopping on a plane to California when this was all going down, like a couple minutes, probably like 20, 30 minutes before kickoff or something like that. I write in a group chat. We got with like nine of these these guys. I said, why do I have to play Trey in Taco Corp on a week where I want to play all my bench, but I can't pull triggers because it's giving me anxiety? Trey responds with the classic Trey move. Do it knowing that it's going to mess with me. He probably looked at my roster and said, fuck, hope Nate doesn't start some of those bench guys because he's going to torch me. Now, for context, he's already down Michael Thomas, the best wide receiver in all of football. Statistically, I don't think he's better than Hop, but he's catching 140 balls a season. That's nuts. Fantasy, best receiver whatsoever. He picked him number three, knowing I was going to pick him number four. He knew my strategy And he jacked him right there. Everybody else in the fantasy football landscape is selecting running back right there, Zeke or Kamara. And he went and stole Michael Thomas right from under my fucking fingertips. And that's what he gets. He was out. And that's what I get. I lost. I need to burp bad. Damn it. Trying to hold it in. Can't. Excuse me. My apologies. So I write Trey in this group text. Stop the collusion. Stop telling me what to do. You're bucking with my head. And I said, I so bad want to play Fournette and Brashad Perriman instead of David Johnson and Corey Davis. But I'm going to make the wrong move somewhere. Trey responds with, I'm a hop on a flight. No updates. Do it so I can be surprised. Now, I really only wanted to play Brashad Perriman because I don't believe in the Niners secondary whatsoever. Right? He also got dinged up in this game. He he got dinged up and doesn't look like he's gonna be be long term, but he was carted off the field and everything like that. So that would have been a bad move. I had originally I had Robbie Anderson there. I moved him out for Corey Davis, cool. But I really wanted to get rid of David Johnson. Playing Baltimore. I didn't dig it. But then I'm sitting there looking at it. Duke Johnson's ruled out. And I get a text from Tony Patriot that says, you know, we're talking about some other stuff, some other stuff in in our private messages, in our DMs, where it goes down. Because it goes down in the DM. It Snapchat me that walk. And addition, he says, additionally, I think Duke is out. May want to keep DJ in there. Jets are disgusting. I bet that Barrio slot guy gets more work than Paramin. And I was like, yeah, I feel like it has to come down for with catches against the Ravens for DJ, though. I have a weird feeling on Fournette today, but I just can't trust it. He said, they both can eat. Carolina's hot garbage. So I respond with, I'm just going to leave it the way I have it right now because it was my first inclination to play Duke Johnson and Corey Davis. Tinkering with it makes me feel like Wayne Henry. If Fournette goes off, at least I bet his props. So I had gone in that day to my betting platform and bet Leonard Fournette over 100 yards. I accidentally put that in twice, um, but it worked out for me. I bet. Leonard Fournette to have 100 yards and two touchdowns. These are like ultra parlays. And then I bet Leonard Fournette to have 120 yards, two touchdowns, and the Bucs win. Right? All different parlays. I missed that. 122 and Bucs win by 17 yards. I was on it. So I said, I'm just going to leave it there. At least... If 40, he goes off, at least I bet his props. He goes, there you go. I find myself hedging my bets in DFS. I've got a few of Trey guys trade guys on my roster, too. So uh, either way, we would win, right? And I said, you know, I used to play my opponent's worst starting players in my DFS lineups. So if they went off, I could send a screenshot to them. Regardless... I didn't play Leonard Fournette. He went off for a 30-burger, 23 more points than David Johnson, who I wanted to replace him with. I lose by 15. I would have won by 8. Fuck. And it wouldn't matter as much if it weren't Trey. Fucking despise losing to Trey because he knows it bugs me. He knows that it bugs me that he beats me. Maybe it's ego. I don't know what it is. Dude on dude, relationship stuff that we respect each other, but we hate each other. It is a battle on the field with me and Trey. In other news, I think those prop parlays, Trey hit on a free play. He had some free $20 bonus cash wherever he places his bets. Hopefully his wife doesn't listen to this because I don't know if she knows. I'm assuming she doesn't listen. Beth, if you listen... Leave a comment in Apple. Thank you. A rating. Get a subscribe. Share it with your teacher friends. I know that you guys got a lot going on, but maybe they can use my voice. Trey binked an 11-team parlay, all Moneyline bets, nailed it. 11 teams on $20 free play. I'm not going to talk about how much that won, but it was enough that Maybe it's not like it's not life-changing money for a lot of people, but it could be a significant amount of cash to help people out, um, get out of like a little tough spot. You no, know, a little stimulus check, a little a little COVID nineteen relief fund or something like that. So, congrats to Trey for hitting that. That was pretty cool. So, we got to share our little bets and stuff, and shake wieners and say good game and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that was that. So, going back to Thursday night, we had talked about a little bit. Hey, Baker. Get it to my boy, OBJ. OBJ got me a little 18.4 points. And how about Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow's kind of
1: nice.
0: Joe Burrow's kind of nice. He was out there dealing, wheeling. Feel bad for the guy. He can't get anybody blocked for him. He just on a run all damn game. But Joe Burrow's the real deal, I think. Joe Burrow's the real deal. Uh, another thing we got to see out of the NFL this week was the debut of Justin Herbert. No better matchup for that guy to get into. Zero expectations for him. Just, oh, shit. Tyrod apparently hurt his ribs in his chest in pregame warmups. Got to start Herbert on the fly. They're going against the Chiefs, defending Super Bowl champions, the golden arm in Patrick Mahomes with the fluffy hair and the pudgy body. Big old butt and thick thighs. Justin Herbert just went out there and balled out. Should have won a game. Anthony Lynn should be fired because he made a lot of big bonehead moves right there near the end of the game. And Herbert should got a dub. Herbert should got a dub. The dude balled out. That was pretty dope to see too. Really good. If you're in sports cards, the hype right now is really on Joe Burrow Tua. I'd say Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert Tua, and everybody's forgot about Jordan love. About that Jordan Love, if you're willing to sit on stuff for a few years, he's not playing behind Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers is never getting benched. He's not getting traded or anything like that. But Aaron Rodgers' time might be up here soon. A few years, if you want to sit on stuff, get it graded. Get all you can of that Jordan Love. He's the next Mahomes. He's got it. He's got it, and he's learning and learning and learning and learning and learning and learning and learning. And it's going to be Aaron Rodgers 2.0. Other news and notes from around the league. We have been notified. By a team who is 2-0 in this league says, Yo, tell your boy with that new officer rank that it won't save him from an ass beating if he keeps spamming me with weak ass trade offers. If that's you, calling you out. Oh, things I'm thinking about. Things I'm thinking about. Things I'm thinking about. Skip Bayless. ESPN commentator or wherever he's at now. Shit's getting annoying on Twitter. The guy, for some reason, just likes to bash LeBron James, call him weak, all this other stuff. He has a thing against LeBron James not being the GOAT. Who gives a fuck if you are the best ever to do something? Enjoy the fact that you are alive to get to witness LeBron James play basketball. He is great wherever he goes. He brought teams together. To win, he won in Cleveland beforehand. He went to Miami, won some championships, teamed up with Dean Wade, learned, did his own thing. Doesn't give a fuck about what you think, Skip Bayless. Doesn't care about what anybody else thinks because he's his own person and he's mad happy doing what he is doing. Went to Miami, learned a lot in that system with those players and everything. Got to play with his friends. Cool. Wouldn't you like to work with your friend, Skip Bayless? Eh. Huh? Huh? Skippy? Huh, Skippy? Guy goes back to Cleveland, brings a championship to Cleveland. Kyrie's there. Kevin Love wants to come play. All you want to talk about is how the fact the guy gets bailed out by this, gets bailed out by this because he didn't take the last shot in some key games. Who gives a fuck? It's a team sport. The guy's going to shatter every fucking record in NBA history. You're lucky to get to witness LeBron James. And all you want to do is create division amongst people because you want to talk trash about LeBron James. Who hurt you, Skip Bayless? Who hurt you? I want to know. Somebody hurt you so bad that you took your entire life and said, I am going to shit on one of the, probably like the top five athletes of all time In the history of humanity, human race, one of the top five athletes we've ever watched play sports for entertainment. Sports is entertainment. And you do nothing but just bash and bash and bash and bash and bash and and wonder why there's so much fucking division within the nation with your shitty fuck wanna be social warrior fucking justice warriors bullshit on inclusion and everybody this and that your whole show is based on crapping on successful people you're five three with the fucking size 11 foot shut up change your narrative you wonder why people argue so much over other stuff you literally create arguments. You have so many fucking followers on Twitter or wherever you're at. So many people watch your TV show for some reason. Whoever watches live TV is dumb. Most people are probably just watching it in an office. All those views come from, like, no one's sitting at home at 10 o'clock Eastern time on a regular fucking day sitting there saying, I'm going to watch First Take for fucking three hours or whatever the fuck your show is called now. It's all clips. But you go into your comments and everybody's just arguing with each other and arguing with each other and arguing with each other. But you'll sit there and talk them highly and mighty about people using their platform to create good and you create turmoil. Fucking done with this podcast. Bye.